one thing I would say, unity. Unity and confidence. What what is home? What is home to you? Ahora que nadie puede descender, ahora que nadie puede ascender a la liga. Hello and welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. One more, please. Episodio número ochenta, uh, 38. 81. I was going to say 83, but hey, 38. What are numbers anyway? Pinche dislexico que estoy. How are you guys today? Loving life, man. We, I came with very, very little energy, but we got we got the best energy of all of all kind, you know, tacos. Tacos and beer and good good friends and we're ready to talk about many things that's that's where it was at yeah man appreciate you bringing the tacos uh no problem i think it was good you know like we we're doing this on a friday so we're getting off work and you know coming in with with (laughs) with some tacos after a long week it's always always clutch that's what my our friends in houston say saludos dinamo batallon batallon (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man uh how's you know before we get started how how's everything for you guys how's y'all's week or week span because i know it's been uh, almost two weeks since we recorded our last episode. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good for me. Um, a lot of things work working um, working a lot actually. Um, one of our coworkers left the company, so it's it's been tough for us. Mm-hmm. He left a lot of work for us, so it's been it, it's been double work for most of us. And um, yeah, I'm a little exhausted, but I'm here. Um, you know, always playing soccer. Uh, been going on on Tuesdays. I, I have Mondays also indoor games, mm-hmm. and um, it's been good, man. Um, it's been it's been uh, I feel like a long week for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's 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 been a, a week of transition. I'm currently moving to like a different uh, project, so just moving everything, uh, setting up a new office has been a little bit uh, crazy and stressful. But home has been great. Uh, Shout out to my wife. She just had her first uh, official soccer game Ooh. in oh, yeah, a competitive right. league uh, mm-hmm. this this Wednesday, um, and I I went with her and she played great. You know, she's playing like that winger, you know, Cecilio the Fagunda style. You know what I mean? Beast, uh, beast. Yeah, and apart from that, I mean, it's it's been good, man. I've just been trying to catch up on on uh, on reading and mm-hmm. and do my best to just stay on top of things, but. I'm happy to end the week on a on a high note with you guys, and we got a lot to talk about. Um, tell right, me, tell right. me about your your week, man. How you been? I've been good. Uh, I I went with I went on a interview with este Javi um, Jorge Iturralde. I think that's his last name. Tocayo. Tocayo. He he's the one that um, he hit me up on Saturday um, before the game, and like, hey, uh, you want to come over and you know talk about. The little that, that I did in the in, on the on the documentary, like yeah, and you know we actually, uh, as everybody knows by now, uh, Javi's documentary was released, Pasión Verde, and it was badass. It was fire. Like, it was man, fire. Javi, you are the man, dude. Like it was like the transitions, the 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 background, the music, the color. Um, it it felt like, you know, 
I, I he put a lot of work into it and and it paid off. Uh, I I hope you know he could put her in a contest where he can win on the festival. So um, it, it was good because a lot of people that are part of you know Los Verdes and Amurga were in it. So it was made by not just I mean of course Javi's the one that put it all together and you know he had help, um, but also the people that were interviewed were also part of it so i mean everyone that, that everyone had something good to say and something different to say about the team you know mm-hmm. and very diverse voices as well um, sure. so it, it was good now the next one he said it's going to be once they win the championship so hopefully soon hopefully soon hopefully soon yeah uh, crossing our fingers for sure yeah man and speaking of uh like championships as we already know Austin FC had their first game, and it was a 5-0. Uh, I, I, a lot of people were like, man, there's, they're that, like, they doubt about the score, but I, I take it as, you know, if you're winning, you, you know, you're playing soccer to win, so sure. you got you to gotta, you gotta take advantage of that situation, you know? I think they definitely went above and beyond our expectations. Uh, if I recall, we made predictions on mm-hmm. what the game was going to be like, and none of us said a 5-0. No. I think um, – Y'all said 2-1. I, I forget. I, I think yeah. I said 3-1. It was all wrong. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we had the, the feeling, you know, that, that it was going to be a, a win. A win. Yeah. But uh, I, we would never have expected five goals and, 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 and how the team worked to get them, too. So mm-hmm. it was like a whole – I mean, of course, one of them scored, but everybody put a little bit of something to actually make it happen. So mm-hmm. What was crazy about the week – about the game day is that we all had our expectations of a certain type of environment and we got hit by a crazy cold front. So it was a little bit chilly, right? It was, man, <laughs> it was cold. It, it was cold. It was Pero uno no siente Friday. Frío. Nah, it, and especially everybody was throwing beer, which is, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, I would say from the beginning, as soon as, uh, as soon as like everybody started walking into the, the, the stadium, Everybody's just ready for it. Um, there was, and one thing that like the, the the team what they did is they built up. I would say a very good marketing campaign behind the you know the New Jersey behind including people that are part of Austin in videos. Yeah. Um. So one thing that I like for me what I take is when you're you're creating something. Sometimes teams or brands they use someone very famous. You know they will use. Like last year, McConaughey was our our guy. Um, we'll talk about that later. But um, now, instead of like going with a celebrity, going with like an influencer, they actually filmed a lot of the content for whether it was for the jersey, whether it was just for sentimiento, for for pasión. Mm-hmm. It was the people that we see every game, you know, going at it, and most of them are you know the capos from La Murga. Or even people that have a significance of building the mural, or you know something. It was uh, that that was like the way they built that, and when they came in the stadium, it's like people got what they wanted. Yeah, it's making the it's making us as fans more closer to the team in a way, right? Mm-hmm. By 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 uh, inviting us to be in a video, by inviting us to to uh, s- support the team, not only by buying shirts, but also being included into their 
marketing, you know, stuff, which is good. Like you said, it could have been some, somebody really famous again, and, and they would have wear the shirt. But this sentimiento, el sentimiento de, de los que la traían era, era diferente de una celebridad. Era, era alguien que la está, se la está poniendo porque siente el, la pasión por el fútbol y el equipo, ¿no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the fact that we've already had one season of Austin FC, it allowed for a, a lot of those stories to grow and people to play part of that first season experience and it was really shown in in a lot of the promotional videos and and rollout media rollout of this new season and even the fact that the kit was named El Sentimiento kit mm -hmm. kind of tying back to that Latinidad you know having that strong tie to the community mm -hmm. and bringing in the stories of people that have jobs like like us, you know, like, you know, they're working in Austin, whether they're a teacher, whether even people out of Austin mm -hmm. that make the long drive all the way yeah. to, to watch the game. Like some of that stuff is impressive and it just makes you feel like the the club does its best in being authentic and, and relatable mm -hmm. and making it feel like it's ours. So really special and shout out again, once again to Javi and, and everybody that was part of the Pasión Verde um, documentary Um like we're we're only here for a short time, and you know these things that we're doing, like us here in this podcast, people making documentaries, making uh, uh, short films or videos, it's just a, a little snapshot in time that is going to be a forever memory that can get mm -hmm. passed down and, and and remembered in a way. Right, and, and I feel like everything that that has been going on, it's aging well. Yeah, like nothing. It's oh, it's a trend, and that's it. Like everything has, like say. You know, little Sebas, uh, yeah. like he's still, people see him, he's not just like, oh, like, not not a one-hit one wonder, but it's not like, oh, it's just a trend, or, you know, having a kid here, taking his shirt off. No, like, yeah. you know, like his dad brings him, and he's still, like, yeah. he was at the stadium, and everybody was, like, ready for him to take his shirt off. Yeah. And uh, Fatima, which is, you know, the, 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 the little girl that has the el chaleco and, she, and a, lot of, a lot of, um like, pins. Uh, like she's also part of it, and and she's the one that actually uh, they had like Murga City Limits, and she was at the at the mosh pit, and she wanted to be in that mosh pit, and everybody knows who she is. So it it was like it's it's pretty cool how I mean they they're a lot of the stuff that's going on. It's is aging well, and it's motivating for other people to do something, you know. For sure, it's creating all these like local celebrities in, in a town that um, that I guess has a a big. Local celebrity, what we mentioned earlier today, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of mixed feelings with 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 the gent. Um, why do you think people care about him so much? Why do you think people make a big deal about uh, the minister of culture and what that means to us NFC? Well, I think from him, he was involved in a lot of the like planning and Zoom meetings before you know the the first game, and he was actually the one that talked about the stadium. They were showing it in the drone with the MLS, so. They he come in last last season first game and you know he comes in con el con el bombo and or I think it's el surdo el bombo one of those two um, and he hyped up everyone that was needed in that moment mm -hmm. but then he didn't show up for the rest of the season desapareció el man yeah and I I don't know like I don't know the exact reason why um, but I, I feel. Like he came in on on Saturday, and I'm surprised he came in by the tunnel, you know, close to the supporter section, and instead of coming in from the locker room where someone will come. You know, usually when they have the national anthem, the person that's gonna sing the national anthem comes in from the tunnel where the mm -hmm. players come through. Mm -hmm. 
And he came in, like, low-key from the, I would say, the southeast of the stadium. Um, and and at first, like, I mean, you come in right where a lot of the supporter section is, and he would not really turn around. And he, and Josh Wolf came, so they were talking. But he was a little hesitant. Like, he was like, uh, maybe, maybe it's just me, but his, his mind, he was thinking, like, oh, man, hopefully I don't get booed. But everybody, as soon as he came in, everybody's doing that, oh, oh. Yeah, and one thing that, that I would say, he kind of hashed out like some stuff, so he felt like, okay, I'm I'm welcomed, I'm still, you know, I'm part of this. He wanted to let people know, you know, by turning it around and started doing the, you know, like, thumping the chest. Yeah. So, I, I would say after that, um, I hope he continues to come, like, that's my thing. And the national anthem was, um, what was her name, Jackie? Jackie Vincent. Uh, she she was phenomenal, dude. She she blew it out the park. Mm-hmm. I, I I was at the game with uh with with my wife, and she that was like one of her favorite things, the uh, the national anthem, and she was blown away. But now nah, I'm I'm glad Matthew's trying to make that connection back to the fans. I know he's done a lot of work mm-hmm. in the media. Anywhere he goes, um, any talk show, um, he promotes the, he promotes the brand, and he kind of puts us on that national and worldwide platform that mm-hmm. maybe we don't see. As necessary, but for a club to be successful, you got to have the name out there. Mm-hmm. You got to have that recognition so that players abroad can be like, "Oh, Austin FC, yeah, that Matt McConaughey. Oh, I know, mm-hmm. I know." Right. At least they make some type of connection. It's not. It's more relatable. Yeah. Right. 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 But I, I think I mean, just as he does stuff with UT, like I hope he he does stuff with with Austin FC as well. Yeah. Um, not that I not not that you know Austin FC needs him, you know, but. I think but it will be, be good for the for the club and for the team too. Right, it'll be good for everyone. For the morale, right? I mean, just maybe coming him coming in, you know, like before the game and going in the with a couple stand and, and behind the the goal and do that listos verdes initial part. That be that be something pretty cool. It doesn't have to be every game. I mean, it can be like you know, he can pick whatever game he wants to, but he just needs to show a little bit more that he's there. Yeah. We obviously know that he's promoting, that he's there. Mm-hmm. For, for some reason, he's, uh, <laughs> he's something in the club, right? He's there for a reason. So uh, obviously, we just want more uh, engagement, right, from him. And, and now, because he's a fan of not having a shirt on or almost <laughs> naked, how many guys would be taking their shirt off, like, in the summer, whenever Matthew McConaughey, like, before he does the Listos Verdes, he's like, you know what, take it off. How many people are gonna take the shirt off at this like at the same time? I know one guy who will take his shirt off no matter what. Yeah, uh, that's me. <laughs> you already know. I think um, they got a picture of that of um, uh, Quesadilla. Yeah. Oh, dude, Quesadilla. Derek was there. Shout, Shout out, out to Quesadilla. Quesadilla. <laughs> I saw him take his shirt off. I saw pictures of him <laughs> trending. I was like, holy shit, man! This guy's nipples can cut diamonds, dude. <laughs> I think someone did like a zoom. I was like, okay, that's a little too much. It's an invasion of privacy right there. They <laughs> and it was cold, dude. Dude, there were actually there's a news uh, interview on before the game, and they interviewed him. And I, I forgot what he said, but he's pretty much like he started cussing like there and the, like yeah, in the interviews. He's stuff. a wild card. Dude, now nah, he's a cool dude, man. And I asked him like, hey, so when do you drink? He's like, well, I only drink on two occasions: when it's my birthday. And when it's not my birthday, <laughs> so we should have him here one day, man. Like, yeah, he's actually a very good soccer player, dude. Like, I played with him once, and he's uh, a, he's, it'd be fun, man. I'm always down to play soccer and me, whoever, especially someone that's involved in the in, into the culture, like like Quesadilla. But um, <laughs> what did you guys think about the the game, man? Now, now that we're getting into it, uh, Austin FC, like, what were your, what were some of your biggest takeaways? 
Man, I would say for me, like one thing I would say, unity, unity and confidence. That's that's mm-hmm. that's for me. That's what I would just say. Seeing the the players before, you know, in the warm up, there the chemistry between them. I, I I'm pretty sure from what happened last season to this season, they they were all like, man, like we we already know each other, we have each other's back, and we already know these people have our back, so. They they felt like it was their turn to deliver. Um, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, a mí me gustó mucho la, la, la forma en que, en que trataron de jugar. Simplemente los vi muy relajados, no estaban muy presionados los jugadores. Este, o sea, yo creo que en la mente, así como nosotros estábamos este, ya, ya haciendo el partido ganado, no sabíamos cuánto iba a quedar, pero yo creo que en la mente de ellos a lo mejor... Ya sabían también que el, que el partido iba a, ser, iba a ser un gane. Y yo creo que salieron bien relajados. Se miraban en el campo, se miraban los jugadores en la cara, en el movimiento de pelota, en el pase. O sea, no hubieron muchos errores. Sí tuvieron disparos el equipo de Cincinnati, pero no, no como otros equipos han tenido, especialmente en la temporada pasada, ¿no? que les caía uno tras otro, tras otro. No, ahora le caía uno, cubrían bien los, los espacios, movían la pelota. Uh, lo que me gustó era como ya pasó una temporada que, que jugaron juntos, ¿no? Como que se, si ya, ya jugaron como unas cinco temporadas juntos, se miraban. Ya sabían dónde estaba cada persona, la pelota sin ver, un movimiento, un pase, una bola. O sea, me gustó la, la, la chemistry que tenían entre todos. Uh-huh. Y, se, y se, como te digo, se miró un equipo relajado, lo cual quieres que esté un equipo concentrado, relajado, para que haga bien las cosas. Yeah, kind of echoing what David saying. I did see, I, I agree, there was a more relaxed team, a team with much more chemistry, but also a team with much more depth. When when we made substitutions, you know, when when you'd get players like F- Felipe Martin coming in, mm-hmm. um, uh, Musa Jite coming in at the end, mm-hmm. these are players that didn't come uh, and, and brought the team down. They, they, actually, they actually continued the level and even made a difference in their own way, whether a good pass, a good tackle, or even in Jite's case at the end of the game, uh, getting that last that fi- that goal number five. One thing I question though is whether the the relaxed and the the ease that we saw in Austin FC it probably had a lot to do with the quality of our opponent. You know, Cincinnati mm-hmm. wasn't really good. They gave away a really really quick goal in minute mm-hmm. number three, yeah. a goal that the defender had all the time and and capacity. Well, obviously not the capacity, but he completely missed the clearance mm-hmm. and it went through like two or three players another Cincinnati players and f- got to got to Cecilio for the first goal on that set piece um but whenever you get a goal like quickly that gives you that confidence to chill out and, and trust yourself a little bit more mm-hmm. so I think that was helpful the other thing is uh the the difference I noticed is the how much better we've gotten at uh set pieces mm-hmm. uh defending them and and executing them and from from what i've read it has a lot to do with the uh i forget his name but he's the uh, the coach for the for the porteros for the goalkeeper for austin fc austin fc he's been involved in setting up helping with set plays up up top mm. and also you know obviously helping brad Suver had and the de- the defense had to, had to defend those plays but you can tell you can tell the difference that that little Little changes like that make behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, but overall, I think the five zero gives us a big, big confidence booster. Now, I'm ready to see a test. I'm ready to see a good team. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, baby. 
come play Austin and and really test them. Maybe mm-hmm. for us even to go down and to see how we react, mm-hmm. because a lot of times last season we would be up and then the, the team would come back and beat us at the end, or we would we would go down and mm-hmm. they, we would we wouldn't find our way back into the game. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Right? Yeah, I, I would say like once we start playing people, the teams like Seattle, Portland. Um, Kansas City. I think Portland is going to be LAFC. Portland is going to be our first test. Um, like even test. even Dallas. Uh, well, Frisco. Uh, that'll be another one that that will be a very good test for us. Um, now, and and the one thing is, say Cincinnati, they didn't you know they didn't have any reaction, but it's it's their fault, uh, just as it was our fault losing so many games last last year. Yes, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like Austin FC had to do. Something and they did it. Um, score and capitalize in the moment. Uh, and I think in sports, if you capitalize in that moment, if you capitalize on your strength, you capitalize on your skill, and you know that at the end of the day, it's not going to be up to you. It's going to be, I mean, it's not going to be up to anyone but you. So they literally they did it for themselves and they did it for, for the fans as well. You can tell. Yeah, I think I think we cannot take anything from them. Like I, I feel like yes, Cincinnati wasn't that team that it was gonna probably put them in 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 a dangerous moment. But uh, literally, uh, Austin FC did their thing. They scored, they controlled the game, and uh, I think that's what we had to take from from the game. Nothing mm-hmm. else, you know. Yes, Cincinnati was not the the team that it was gonna be a hard team, but I feel like Austin FC did a. a, a a, a really, really good job of controlling the game, scoring the goals that, that or the options that they had, and um, I think that uh, that's that's all, all I'm taking from, from mm-hmm. it. Nothing, nothing more. Right, and then uh, Josh Wolf is confident too, and I think that mm-hmm. for him to be, I, I don't think his job is still secured quite, but I think he he has more confidence of you know he he has more trust in his system, uh, and. I feel like he probably thought that that was a big step, you know, beating somebody, be, beating a team. I, I would say the way, yeah, for That's him. That way too. It yeah, was the biggest win in Austin FC history. Home win. Say. Yeah, home uh-huh. win. Amazing way to start the season. Right. Everyone, the, 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 the environment was electric. I honestly didn't expect the game to uh, feel the way it did because of how um, the conditions were bad. It was rainy. It was cold. I didn't expect mm-hmm. the stadium to get as filled as it did and feel the way it did, but... I think everyone kind of forgot and got lost lost themselves in the game and in the sound of, of of hearing hearing the even the new announcer man the new announcer's badass dude so <laughs> I, I I still gotta La I gotta, I gotta the, the Q two the Q two I gotta I gotta ask him because uh, I was talking to someone and if I'm not mistaken he used to be the announcer for Booker T's wrestling company in like in Houston or oh, South really? Houston yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta ask him because I saw his his post and I was like, dude, this guy looks so familiar. And I saw him in a wrestling ring and I was like, this might, this has to be that guy. He, I think he does have some connections. I've seen his Instagram. He does have like some because I've and seen, rings and yeah. Stuff. So I, I think it's him. I got once, you know, once one day we meet him. I'm, I'm gonna be like, hey, dude, because my friend used to wrestle for that company. Oh yeah, for Booker T's company. 
Um, right now he's he's in he's he's Australian, so he's in Australia. Uh, shout out Robert Spiteri. Now he wrestles alligators. Now he wrestles Cro- alligators. Crocodile dungeon. Crocodiles, yeah. He stays away from uh, stingrays. <laughs> okay, yes. Hey, please rest in peace, bro. Steve Irwin, Steve, man. Rest in peace. But uh, I, I man, but he he got it. He was very good, man. I thought Hernan from Top Flight was gonna get it, get that job, but the announcer job. But oh. now, now he was just. I think he was just like. Training about it, he's like, oh, the need, the future boys of the the Q2, like, hey man, you got it, go apply. Hey, but Hernan, if you didn't get that Q2 voice, shoot higher, bro. Go to the Bernabeu. I know you love it there. <laughs> there you go, there you go. That'll be badass. But uh, now speaking of uh, like voices, uh, one thing that that we already saw at the Atlas game, and we we noticed it was the round table before the game with um with este Sony Guadarrama. Roger uh, Travieso, um, Mike LaHood, and Adrian Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I have not listened to or watched any of the roundtables, and that's uh, a job for me to do. And my my homework is to record it and get what they say, or hopefully get those clips. But just having that, like, it also makes it more of a okay, you know, our our level of of communication part like it already went from oh we're just fancy like okay we're actually analyzing the game and then you have someone like sony right there you know it, it's already it's already like a very knowledgeable guy that then knows the sport played the sport and i'm pretty sure he has very good inputs about it it's in spanish or in english i think it's in english in english right right but hopefully you know what you know who i wish could be and i was talking to uh roma about it on thursday um, I wish Michelle could be part of that roundtable in the future. Like, I, I I think in the future I would say they they need to have a woman in that you know in that mix, and she would kill it. Uh, the way she talks about the sport and and you know how she's not afraid to voice her her opinion about about the the game. Like, she would do a very good job. And she's already confirmed for next episode, so it's Just give you a little preview, man. She's, yeah. she's, she's very uh, knowledgeable about, you know, the topics and yeah. about interviewing and about, you know, just having a discussion with another person. So mm-hmm. She would do really good. But for sure, I think anybody anybody that loves what they do and that shows passion in their craft, people like Sonny, you know, pe- people like Michelle, it just shows immediately in, 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 what, in everything that they do, you know, so... Best of luck to them. I know they're 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 an active part of the Austin FC community and the soccer community at large. So it's always great to see them do um, new things and bigger things. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of bigger things, uh, a lot of the stuff that it's big, it's you know like it within us, like me in our you. Uh, let me take a <laughs> sip of this beer. Really Chaparro's actually it's really Tomale. ironic. He's actually six foot two. Tomale. I mean, don't believe don't believe the don't pictures. Don't believe the camera. They, they believe the camera he's, subtracts the yeah. foot. His, too. his his on his knees. <laughs> I don't want to make these guys short. <laughs> Metaphorically <laughs> and literally. <laughs> um, one one part that we you know we want to talk about more is we you know we talk about you know soccer, but also not just the game itself, but you know part of the culture and life. Um, you had a question you you wanted to ask us, Koke. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the, the reason this topic kind of came to mind is I haven't been home. For me, that's Houston, where I was born and raised, um, for maybe three months now, 
And uh, I'm really excited that I'm going to be able to go home this weekend. I'm going to be able to see my, my parents and my grandma and spend some quality time. And the question... The question I wanted to ask you guys, and, and, and I'll, I'll answer it first, but mm-hmm. what what is home? What is home to you? Home is a word that we, we use and that can have very different meanings to people. So for me, home um, is going to Houston, you know, being in that. First, it's just arriving in the freeways and and, and, and bumping that Houston hip hop and just letting it letting it feel like. In my car, the Swisher House bumps, uh, banging screw, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then what, Mike Jones. once I actually get home, it's like just the smells of home, like the food and the, the warmth I get from, from my mom and my dad and my grandma. And just uh, we have a very particular table that we, we all sit at and, and uh, we have our little cafecito. Mm-hmm. And it's the smallest table, probably about the size of this, but a circle. And we all cramp, we all squish in there, and we're all eating there, and mm. that's become a special place. And then, uh, secondly, is going home. My mom has a has a beauty salon in Houston, and she grew up cutting my hair. So just sitting in the chair with her and uh, having her cut my hair. You know, now I'm 31, and she's pretty much cut my hair since since I was born. Um, so it's just cool, like being able to have those moments where I'm just talking to her and catching up. But it must be like a special moment for her too. I know that she, she really treasures it and values it. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that for me is home sitting on that chair, eating at that table, being in that home I grew up in. And then even being in that backyard where I probably kicked my first soccer ball with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, those things for me are home. Um, and I wanted to, un- to kind of understand what, what, uh, what home is for you guys. Yeah. Porque a lo mejor me van a entender mucho mejor. Pero, este, en realidad es, es una buena pregunta porque nunca, yo nunca me pongo a pensar, uh, you know, uh, what's home for me? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I never, I never think, think about it. Y ahora que me preguntas, o sea, mi, mi cabeza empieza a recordar muchos, muchos, este, imágenes, muchas, este, cosas que pasamos, especialmente cuando estaba pequeño. Um, estaba acostumbrado a tener a mis padres y, y a mis hermanos todos juntos viviendo en una casa, viendo televisión. Eso era casa. Eso era... That was home for me. Mm-hmm. Being with the family, watching TV, eating together. Pero ahora que lo pienso, ahora que soy un adulto y que tengo mi casa y que vivo con mi, con mi novia, yo creo que para mí casa es donde me siento intocable, donde me siento... El, yo, donde me siento el lugar más seguro. Mm-hmm. Eso, mm-hmm. For me, home is it's where 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 I feel safe, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's what gives me the peace. When I come to my house, my wife is always waiting for me. She's always there, you know, always giving me a smile, giving me the welcome. My dog Luna is always happy, moving me the collar, stick. You know, it's it's different, and yo creo que eso es lo que me da la tranquilidad y me da como sentirme que soy el dueño de todo, ¿me entiendes? Uh-huh. Y, y este, eso, es, eso es casa para mí, yo creo. Sentirme seguro y sentirme tranquilo cuando llego. Donde uh-huh. llego a, a descansar. Yeah, that was said, David. Yeah, man, it's good. Uh, I'm pretty sure Hannah, Hannah like, appreciates that. Yeah. L- Luna has a sweet dog, no, too. No, yeah, right? like, <laughs> That's she has that, a heart of gold, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the first thing I see. Like she's already like I think she hears my car when I'm parking, and she's already waiting by the door. Like she's just there 
I opened the door and she's like right there, yeah, just moving her tail, yeah. you know, like kind of smiling. I don't know. I can see her smiling. Dude, like yeah. she's so happy I, to I, see. I, I formed a pretty good connection with her <laughs> when yes. we went camping that one time. So oh, did, I can right? only imagine what it's like to, you know, yes. go home to to Luna and Hannah and like that's that's nice, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's beautiful, man. What about you, that's Rich? Good. What's what's home for you, man? Dude, so like for for me, I've lived in. I'm not. This is not lying. Probably about thirty different houses. So it, it was always, you know, one place to another. So I've never really had like a set home. Uh, like I was, I was talking to you guys earlier. I've either lived in apartments or rented. So I've never had, you know, anything, any, um, what is it, duties of, you know, home, home, duties. home duties. Yeah, yeah, like chores, like, maintenance, like, like maintenance, chores. Improve, yeah, clean, improvements, but improvements. improvements I never had that. So, um, even up to like, until I, I, you know, knock and I, we, we just started living together. That's when I had, I had to do more home responsibilities because even whenever I lived with my parents, um, we always rented. So the people that, you know, needed to do the improvements was the landlord. landlord. So, and I always, I was always running up and down doing my thing. So now that I come, you know, and, and live with knock, it's, it's different because, there's more responsibilities. There's more, which is, is good. Um, there's, you know, improvements or, you know, we have to look into like, hey, we have to fix this or, you know, I've gone to Home Depot way, like I would say a lot more now. Than, didn't you just did? Didn't and you I was just, yeah, I was actually, before we came here, I had to get some cement for a, a little go. walkway. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, I've never gone to Home Depot until, like, knocking, I started dating, like, and it's just because I've never been uh, surrounded by construction. Maybe I'll go like once every six years or so. <laughs> so, um, and and like Galveston was a place that I, w- I would say it was home for me back in the days. But then California was too like the same. Yeah. Mexico City was the same. And like I've, I've already been like, so it's already a good amount of time has passed that I've been in those places, lived there. So now when I'm here, I feel like, Okay, I feel like Austin is my home. Like Austin is my place where I'm living. Um, when I go visit my parents, I always consider that place as you know where my parents live. Or even if I go to Mexico, like Mexico is not my home. I was li- I was born there, but I, I'm not like like I'm Mexico is not my 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 place where I live. And like you know what, I can go back and rest. Yeah. Um, but I would say like now like home, it's it has a complete different meaning for me because. It changed my perspective on how I lived because now I have to help my wife with, the, you know, with improvements or stuff in the house. So it, it it's one of those things that, that um, it it helps me be a little more vulnerable, like there. But at first, whenever I moved in, man, it was it was kind of like hard because I was, man, I, am, I, am, I, am I like, this is my house, this is not my house. Just because I've always, you know, you have to move out like within a couple of years or so. So now it's, it's like I mean it feels good because I'm I'm in a home I mean I'm in a place where I call home you know I'm good to my wife and stuff, but I would say at first it, it, it took a while for me to get used to that word home. Uh, like for me, every time someone talked about a home, I was like, oh that's cool, or you know, like ah, oh, I tell you for like everywhere, everywhere I live, <laughs> it's different. Like home is it's a place where I go to sleep, where I shower, right. where you know, right, right, where I have my stuff. And I, I've always like said like oh it's where I live but now we're like not, not right. my home but mm-hmm. not right. here is right. like when knock is different it's like oh this is actually like my house it's home so 
It's cool. Yeah. So like, and like the, the the feeling you have with with Luna, like I have with my yeah. cat. He sees me. He's like, <laughs> only wants snacks, and then he leaves. And it's right. a whole different love that you get. You know, like right? It's it's weird, but you can see it. You know, yeah. you can feel it. Yeah, I guess what we're getting at is like home is where you find peace, mm -hmm. where yes. you find security, where you find love, mm -hmm. and then you know where you find yourself spending that energy to try to improve it to make it. To make it yours. Now, I don't know if I'm giving knock peace, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that peace part, and I'm giving, I'm pretty, more, I'm pretty sure knock should be like, nah, he's a pain uh -huh. in the ass. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, gents, I, I think this whole this whole exercise, I think I just wanted to, uh, us to reflect a little bit on what we have. Yes. And uh, what we're lucky to have and what we want to show a lot of gratitude um, uh, for for being privileged to have a life of safety and security and love and, and place to rest our, rest our head when um, looking at the news in the world now, um, and I guess it's been the case for, forever, but now it's like on the media, um, streaming a lot more constantly now. The, the situation in Ukraine with the invasion of Russia, we have a lot of people that are fleeing their home and they might not be able to ever return to it again. So I think when you see those things, we have to reflect on, um, their situation and, and, and know that, you know, we're lucky, man, we're lucky to be here. And, and you're seeing so many, so many effects in people's lives that, that maybe will never be the same again. And, um, it's, it, the way I, the way I think about soccer, the way I think about football is it's the, it's the most important, least important thing, mm -hmm. right? Because it, it'll, it gives us that escape. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not serious, but, but we, we follow it with the passion and, and, and the beautiful thing about sport is that it, 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 it's a mirror. It's a mirror of what's happening in real life. And we're starting to see how the situation in Ukraine is starting to have effects in the world, of, in the world specifically of football. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's the next topic I wanted to go into, the whole Russia-Ukraine uh, situation um, and some of the gestures that have been made um, in the world of soccer. I mean, you've seen it with... Um, Manchester United, they had uh, probably the only good thing I can say about last week's game about Manchester United. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I'm proud of. Uh, Ralph Ratnick, he made a sign that said peace. And it, it was, I don't know if you saw a picture of the sign, but it looked like uh, a second grader made it. <laughs> like, it looked like he went to the, to the, the, to the target and he just like, he pasted it really quick. Uh, but what I loved about it. But he did it though. He did it. <laughs> And it was his idea. Right. And um, uh, I think it was um, one of the Man U players was uh, gesturing for uh, Watford to come join him for the mm -hmm. picture. And it was like, it looked like no one knew what was happening, but they just made it happen. So that was special. And then you have situations about like where Manchester City and Everton, uh, the two Ukrainian players, before the game, mm -hmm. they went to each other and they hugged each other. What could they be saying or thinking or going through at that right. moment, knowing that they're helpless? Um, to help their family and friends back home, you know, it, it's it's uh like for me, um, my niece she's half Mexican, half Ukrainian, so her grandparents actually they used to live in well they live in Kiev, but now they're they had to go to their grandma's like my angels uh, Emma's mom's uh, like grandparents they went to a, a, a town out, outside of Kiev um, just to you know avoid the, the conflict. Oh, wow. um, so her cousin and her uncle actually were called to go to war. But her dad, because of age, I don't think he's going to end up going. But, I mean, someone 
close to me, like my niece, I, I would imagine what, what is my, you know, like Lesia, what is she going through uh, in this situation, you know? Um, especially when you're far away from home, like you, you can't, you, you can't do much. You can't do anything. So it's, it's a hard, hard thing that, uh, it, it might feel like, oh, it's there. What does it matter for us? Like, it's a lot. Yeah. Because a lot of, a lot of stuff that happens, it impacts us here. I mean, it impacts our, you know, gas, gas prices are going up, but it impacts everything that, that surrounds us just because there's so many ties, you know, business-wise with, with Russia and, and uh, like, even in the the soccer in general, how many, you know, messages, tweets, uh, f- stories we see on social media regarding people showing affection. Um, one thing that we, we, I feel like FIFA didn't react as an organization, but a lot of the players and the teams did their reaction. So that's when FIFA started doing measure, 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 measures and what yeah what to you know to do with with Ukraine for sure i think it, this whole situation has shown how weak fifa is and how weak the uefa is and how like corrupt they are and the fact that and and e- even even english premier teams and the fact that they allow themselves to dip into the pot of this dirty money this instance russian money and not face the consequences and not really care about the implications until something as drastic as war and invasion happens that they have to really under the pressure of the players and the and the their audience and social media kind of start to have some action so things mm-hmm. that you would have never even guessed if you would have told me uh 3 months ago that um uh, Roman, Roman Abramovich, the uh, the owner of Chelsea, was going to sell his team. Yeah, the, one of the most successful teams mm-hmm. in the past five or you know ten years that he's had it, mm-hmm. twenty years almost. I would have said you're crazy though. Why would he sell it? But here we are. He's selling it. Russia has been um, banned from from any um, uh, Olympic and, and and FIFA competition. But it was all people had to s- unite and make a movement mm-hmm. and say. We're not going to play them. The Poland Federation mm-hmm. had to say we're not going to play them. The German Federation, all the um, European federations that were uh, in competition with Russia for like that last qualifying spot, they had to say mm-hmm. we're going to put our foot down and we're not going to play them. And they forced FIFA and UEFA's hand. And risking, like say with Poland, risking you know points to go to the World Cup. They're like we'd rather lose the points than play with Russia, acting like everything's normal. I mean, it, you think about it though, like. Uh, it's the human part of it. Like, uh, yes, economically, everything is going to go to shit, especially inflation. Um, but um, like we were talking about what's home for us, safety, love, and all, and all that, um, Ukraine is not getting any of that anymore. And, yeah. and, and everybody's looking at it, and everybody knows about it. So they, 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 they're, they're feeling that human um, feeling, right? And, and it's like, what if I was in that position? Like, what would happen? You know, it's 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 a sad thing. So, what do we do? Do we are we with the Russians or are we with the Ukraine, Ukrainian pe- people? So it's like you got to make a decision on how you feel. Um, uh, how how do you feel about what they're going through? You know, and it's like it's a human part of, of us just to 
go with the with what we feel, right? And mm -hmm. and I feel like um por ejemplo, todas estas sanciones, todo esto que le está pasando a Rusia, le está pasando por lo que están haciendo, o sea, simplemente nadie quiere que 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 esté esté en conflicto con Ucrania, nadie quiere que esté bombardeando, nadie quiere que esté matando gente inocente simplemente por 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 algo político, ¿no? Y y yo creo que los, lo, lo, el, yo creo que lo bueno siempre le gana al malo en, de alguna forma y, y yo creo que en el, en el camino largo uh, algo bien debe de salir de todo esto ¿me sí, y yo creo que así como FIFA se tardó en, 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 en hacer sus comunicados de que iba a sancionar a esto que no iba a dejar a estos este, equipos de, de Rusia no participar en torneos no participar en cosas deportivas yo creo que este es un paso, sí se tardó mucho y, y se nota la mano, la mano negra, por decirlo así, que va debajo de la mesa y que muchas, muchas veces no nos damos cuenta, es como por ejemplo, el, como tú dijiste, del Chelsea. Nunca, nunca, nunca esperamos ver a, a, a un equipo que ha venido haciendo las cosas muy bien de, de, que de un año para acá y, este, y de, de algún momento, no, lo vamos a vender por, por cosas, ¿verdad? Y este... Y mucha gente se pregunta, por ejemplo, uh, porque a veces nosotros tenemos pláticas de, de equipos, ¿no? Que hay, tiene que ver mucho esto, tiene que ver mucho lo otro con la corrupción, por, por ejemplo. No la, no, les, no la muestran en la tele, no la muestran en, 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 en las noticias, no, no pueden enseñar eso. Pero los que tenemos la mente abierta a veces vemos cosas que no deberían estar pasando en el fútbol. Por ejemplo, un gane y cosas así. El Chelsea es un equipo ahorita que tiene mucho dinero, entonces este, de alguna forma tuvo que haber, tuvo que haber agarrado algo para, para poder llegar a, al puesto que está ahora y, 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 y la organización que es como equipo. ¿no? Yeah, David, I think you opened up a very good point in, 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 um, in the, the corruption and what we see under the table, what we don't see. And, and, and one of the things that, that kind of started making me think is, okay, so... In 2018, the World Cup was in, in Russia, mm -hmm. and we saw so many images of a beautiful Russia. We saw so many people there in the World Cup enjoying it. People were sharing it on their phones. Mm -hmm. You saw so many videos of people at the World Cup, and you thought, oh, my gosh, I wish I was there. I wish I was enjoying the World Cup. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. But I, it, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speaking, right? To me, this was... Putin and Russia's way of showing the world that that they're good. Everything, everything is good. everything is fine here. Mm -hmm. look, look how clean it is. Look how there's no homeless people on the street. Look how everything is perfect here. Look how um, we're a power in the world. Mm -hmm. Sports are very important to Putin. It's it's a way of showing the world that he's powerful and that Russia is successful and that they're they should be respected. Mm -hmm. So. I look back at that, and then I look forward at the World Cup happening in Qatar, mm -hmm. and I see we're doing the exact same thing of promoting these regimes of very dirty money um, that that wage war on their neighbors, mm -hmm. and through through football, they're doing it to clean the image of the country mm -hmm. and show the world that that it's okay. It, 
there's nothing wrong there that they're a shining example of of a nation when in reality what we're doing as i think as consumers and as especially if you're there and and sharing it with your friends and family is we're showing the world that uh we're we're helping that country Mm -hmm. clean their image Mm -hmm. so that's something that i conflict with um in 2018 i had conflicts with russia with how they treat their lgbtq community in that regard and now but now i see it with through the lens of war and now looking at qatar and thinking of all their humanitarian um uh conflicts the way that the stadiums were built how many thousands of deaths that have happened in that construction (coughs) due to heat exhaustion um and the way that um they brought labor from these southeast um uh, asian countries and basically took away visas from from people that went to build these these stadiums and basically forced they're, they're stuck. They're stuck in a place where they don't make enough money to go back home and they don't have a visa to go back home. So you're basically getting all this people that are trapped and people that are dying. But, but in the matter of nine months, we're going to be watching a World Cup and, and celebrating like it's like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Yeah. And for me, I, and I'm, I, I'm a little bit cynical about it. I know Mexico hasn't been doing that well. Uh, compared to other years. I mean, they always kind of struggle in the qualifiers lately. Um, but if they didn't qualify for this World Cup, oh. I would I, I would actually be like, well, at least I don't have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, not the people itself, but it's I have mixed feelings about the World Cup in Qatar. Like, I had I have mixed feelings about Russia. Um, they cleaned it up and they showed an image that, you know, that, everything's fine but like you said like i i don't know how to feel about this world cup yet like i part of me doesn't want to watch it part of me wants to watch it just because i I like watching soccer mm-hmm. um but it's just for me it's it's like we're the consumers we're gonna end up doing it regardless but um it's it's hard because of what's going on right now like it would it be enjoyable if this conflict expands all the way to November. I mean, because we also have to look at, you know, are any other more countries going to be involved in this conflict? And this thing isn't going to end. And it's not before the World Cup, right? Right. It, could ha- it has the potential of going on for years, maybe. I right. Don't know. So, how how much of a dynamic of of what's going to happen with with that World Cup within this event? You know, how are we going to continue to react to it? Uh, of course. In our side of the world, stuff is going to continue, but in 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 Europe, what's going to change? Um, especially if if Ukraine ends up uh, going in NATO, um, how is that going to change the dynamic of the conflict itself, and who's going to get more involved? Because right now, so like subconsciously, not subconsciously, but but indirectly, some other countries are getting involved, and and we don't want to know how much madness does Putin have to to make it bigger you know who's gonna who's gonna he's gonna he's gonna rally to to go to the next step and and that's when a lot more crazy stuff would happen um so it's it's for me as it's it i guess i really haven't wanted i really haven't paid attention to international sports more than like like austin fc Mm -hmm. just because when it comes up to you know like what like that like you know the World Cup, like I just don't, like I don't know, man. I just I no no me da like you know I can't swallow it. I can't. It just doesn't taste right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially with what's going on. I mean, even, even, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to have fun this weekend. You know, we're going to enjoy it and we're going to go to the game and we, we do our thing when we live life, but there's people on the other side of the world that are going through some shit right now, you know? Yeah. Um, and one thing that we have is we also have a refugee problem. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's racial disparities. And, and when it comes up to jet refugees, um, right now, and nothing against people from Ukraine that are wanting to flee out. No, that's, they're not in a situation where they have to move out of Ukraine because their country's been attacked. But there was refugees a couple of years ago with Syria. And Ukrainians are getting welcomed as you sh you deserve to be welcomed in a country or in different countries. Um, they're making space for people, giving them certain access to, you know, to work temporarily, to stay there temporarily. Um, and that's good. That's what a human does to another human when they go through a, a, a tough situation like this one. Mm -hmm. But that did not happen with Syrians. Whenever they needed somewhere to go, yep. that doesn't happen with Africans. For me, is it's why don't we react to refugees and treat them just as we treated a New European refugee? Yeah, I think in the in the most simplistic way of explaining it, it's like it, it, it's exactly like the the Family Guy meme. You know the color card with the line in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. In the simplest way of looking at it, and I'm, it's not even me speaking out of pocket. Mm -hmm. It's the politicians in, in, in Europe saying these exact things. Or, and, and the media saying the exact same things. Well, you know, we're used to seeing war in, uh, in the Middle East, but not in these civilized societies over here. They're Europeans. You, know, you got blonde hair and blue eyes. and They're and, educated. And... and And, and how, how would this happen over here? I can't believe it. You know, it's civilized. There's like professors saying that there would never be a war in Europe because they're past that civilization. And Bullshit. here we are. Bullshit. And it's, and even in, in, in the case of the United States of America, you know, our, our previous president, he, he had certain things to say about countries like, like Haiti and, and Central American countries and, and Mexico, how He, he said very clearly what he thought about people coming from, from those countries of war. Mm -hmm. So, and he said very, and people have said very clearly that they prefer a different type of immigrant. Mm -hmm. So it's not us speculating like, well, I think it's, it's racist. It's like, no, I know because they said it. Right. And because their actions are saying it for them too. Mm -hmm. And you see it right now with Ukraine and how those refugees are getting treated. You would have never thought when People thought about the world, the word refugee prior yeah. to this crisis and this situation. They would have never thought about someone like a Ukrainian. But now mm -hmm. that it is, it's it's kind of changed the perspective a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we kind of we have to look at it at, at the whole picture because we're you know we we come from a different perspective. So mm -hmm. I think it's good that we're voicing our opinions on this. Yeah, and I think we like if we look into these situations, we have to look at the whole scenario of everyone in that country, especially because we become like we're more globalized. You have more of different ethnicities in, in different countries now. Mm -hmm. So there's people out there that, you know, that are fleeing from Ukraine that were, you know, students or they were working there that are from, from India, from, from Africa. 
they can't get access to places mm-hmm. like an Ukrainian, which is which is fine that a Ukrainian is allowed to to go in, into a shelter and safety. But these people that because of the color of the skin, like they can't because for me it's just every time we we think of of, of we we think of scenarios like this. We also got to think like not just the country itself, but there's other small branches that are also affected. That in the long run, those small branches have led to pipelines that you know they're a much bigger problem that than that situation itself at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is su- like it still sucks. It's still hard, you know, for what's going on with Ukraine. But I hope that we we have the same type of reaction for other countries that have gone through something similar, like Syria, um, countries in Africa that we don't know about. They're, they're going through attacks. They've been going in attacks for years. Um, so I, I would say, like, for us, it's, man, we just we got to be grateful that we're in a place that, yes, we might not be 100% accepted, but we're safe. Right. I mean, and, and, and I hope, you know, things don't escalate and, and don't go crazy. And it, 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 they can resolve something diplomatically. It will be a hard thing to do. But I think also one thing is from our side of the world, depending on who's the leader that we choose in two years from now, you know, if this if this conflict escalates, gonna like, reflect it's going to reflect on what do we want? Like, mm-hmm. are we gonna are we gonna worry more about the color of of the party rather than, you know, the person that we think that's going to be leading us well in this, you know, tough situation. Um, there's, there's a lot of things, you know, we just have to consider. And, and we, we like, if you're listening to this podcast, like if you're listening to us, you know, just take a moment for a second and know that, that there's so much shit over there that, you know, that we take for granted um, liberties and I, I hope we, we understand that we're blessed to be in a place where, you know, yes, we all have our differences in America, but we're in a place where we're safe. Mm-hmm. We're in a place where you and I can be here talking, not worried about a bomb, you know, going over us. So if you're out there, you know, just just appreciate everything you have. Appreciate every everyone around you because we never know what's going to happen later with a crazy when a when a crazy person is in charge. Well said, man. Well said. Um, kind of going back to the to the uh, least important, most important thing. Um, <laughs> you know who I'm grateful for? For who? Xavi. Xavi <laughs> Hernandez. Ese es mi primo. Xavi time. Xavi time. Man, Dude. Barcelona Football Club is back. And I would say it's back with a good foundation. Like, it's not just back, you know, with a couple of games, but it's back, like, for real. For real, for real, for real. Dale, David. Estamos acostumbrados a ver un equipo perder cada partido las últimas que las últimos tres meses pasados, ¿no? Ahora hemos visto que cuatro o cinco partidos al hilo donde el Barcelona está sacando la casta, los de los jugadores jóvenes están haciendo su trabajo, están moviendo la pelota bonito, están jugando relajados, están controlando el partido, están metiendo goles, lo cual es muy importante, lo cual, al, como dije, cuatro o cinco juegos atrás no pasaba, no había goles. El Barcelona venía jugando bien, 
pero faltaban los goles. Mm. Y viene quien, el Abumeyang. Y cambió, cambió la perspectiva. Viene Adama Traore. Cambia la perspectiva del equipo, cambia la, la eficacia, cambia este, eh, la personalidad del equipo. Y, y, y le cayó como un anillo al dedo. Yeah, Obama Young came at the perfect, perfect time in his career and for Barcelona. A few times has that happened where a player comes to a club and they both mutually benefit at the same time. So really grateful for that and, and grateful for uh, his bad uh, performance at, Arsenal. Uh, at uh, Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> a thank club, you, a thank club, you, Arsenal. A club which I have a lot of love for. <laughs> I got shit for... Uh, we're talking some shit about <laughs> Arsenal last last uh, podcast, so I want to set the record straight. Um, I have no hate against Arsenal, man. They're oh great. shit, they're they're a great club. They're a great club, and honestly, that's that hate is just speaking out of jealousy as a Man United fan, um, and seeing that my youngsters are not performing like your youngsters, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> seeing that the system that we have is not is shit, mm-hmm. and seeing the system that Arteta, a really really great coach. Under the school of Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola, yeah, yeah. Um, has completely changed the face of that club, mm-hmm. and it wasn't easy for him. And it was through time and patience that he's getting those results, and now he's sitting in a position to possibly, potentially, get that fourth place spot, get into the European competitions. There you go. But I just want to set the record straight. I digress. We're talking about Barcelona, a proper football club. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and for me, is. For a while, like the Clásicos between Barcelona and Real Madrid, they were, you know, these past couple of years have been like shit. I mean, regardless of the score, like there's no, it's just because of the whole Messi, Ronaldo, you know, situation. But now I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, both teams have pretty good uh, players. And for what Barcelona is doing, uh, I, I I hope that the W is for, you know, for Blaugranas. And, you know, it's good to see, you know, Barca back. Yeah, yep. When is the Clásico? It's coming I would say up. April, mid-April, no? March yeah. 20th. March, March. Oh, dang. It's Three weeks. Up. It's coming up, baby. Um, quiero decir algo bueno. Ahorita el Madrid no anda muy bien de lo que digamos, uh, especialmente porque Benzema no, después de su lesión, no ha regresado como, como había estado jugando antes, lo cual está mal por ellos, pero... No les quiero meter miedo, madridistas, pero ahí viene el Barça, ahorita sí. Ahí viene el Barça. I love it, man. I love it. I would love to see a good clásico, um, one that's very competitive. It's not La Liga without a good Barcelona and a good Real Madrid, like, really going at it. So I would love to see for these clubs to go at it at, like, equal levels because for a while Madrid had been, you know, Really, really giving it, giving it to Barcelona over the past uh, mm-hmm. year. Or so, so I'm excited that that now, like we're on an upward momentum as a as as a Barça as a Barça club, and and Madrid is is um, still at the top, but mm-hmm. now they're going to face an opponent that, you know, is better better capable of, of of giving them that game and giving them some of that some of that passion and bringing bringing La Liga's level up mm-hmm. because. Um, La Liga right now is super competitive, which mm-hmm. is which is great. It's an yep. exciting league, yeah. but you want to see the two the two greatest teams go at it a hundred percent. You know, not with no excuses, right? With no excuses. Now, I, I want to see with this team that Barca has and the team that Atletico has play another game. Oof. That that because against Atletico, the last time they played, man, it was 
was very good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, you know, to the future. And the couple more signings they get, it'll be a good team because now you already have the first good, like, starting 11. Now you got to build on the bench, <laughs> which is another tough one that Barcelona didn't really have for a while. So, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good things coming for Barcelona for sure. We know that the club that is going through a hard thing right now is Club America. Your your the your club, Richie. What's Dude. up with that, man? Man, I, I, I think the players are just they don't give a shit, dude. Like to be honest, Solari out. Uh, Solari's gone. Um, that these players right here, dude, they are so like they lack. Not all of them, but majority of those players in the team they lack passion like they're they, they they're just they're not and and it's it's literally they don't they don't understand who they're playing for but some players they you know they need to be out the the ese Santiago Baños he's the one that that needs to be out uh he should have been out instead of Solari I feel like um th there's a broken like there's a broken locker room uh, now they got Eltano Martinez, Fernando Martinez. Um, he played for them in 2009, and it's one of those things that they gotta they gotta get it together, man. Because if it was descenso around this time, when they end up like the like the league, they'll be descendidos. Mm -hmm. They'll be relegated. Um, I'm not happy about it. You know, I'm I'm not gonna go to the game because I'm gonna be camping. But e even if I was here, <laughs> like I will still go support my club, but. Man, you just seen. No, would you be like those Monterrey fans outside the stadium? Like, hey, bájate a ver, habla conmigo. Yeah. You see those videos? Yeah. You'd be talking to your guys like that? <laughs> nah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would send emails. I think you would be like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> this new Richie would send emails and be like, hey, can I have the the coach or can I have the, one of the. To concern? Let me, uh, <laughs> let, let me, let me have you hop in the, in the, the you know, mic. on the mic and give me your why why things are not working out and i'm pretty sure another thing that i felt like it was premature was letting go of herrera that should have never happened you should have slapped like the shit out of him but you can't fire your you know your coach you know but herrera needs to learn his lesson too i mean i gotta tell you i i, I was surprised when solari got into the into the club um but i saw i saw a lot of a lot of good actually when when he started um, there was a lot of like young players playing. I mean, the team looked pretty compact. Like it looked, they looked like a solid team. It was towards the end right now that the team just se desarmó completamente. Yeah, the thing is, the players are they're they're so spoiled, and Solari's the type of coach that likes to work, mm -hmm. and these guys they don't want to put the work in. You can always tell when the we for the for the. Players that America has and being in that table, it's something done on purpose, and it's just to get Solari out. Um, they made his bed, they packed his bags, they told him to get In other words, I'm I'm, I'm sure much. they're gonna get better. They're gonna get a new uh, coach and and. Well, they have to get better because they're good players. I mean, they're That's they're they're doing so they stuff that a like different, a different right right and a different plan game plan and 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 that'll be like it'll be, it, it'll, be, it'll be weird that you know corren y corren y hacen. And, and things don't work out, but these players, it's just, man, they're so, like, sorry, like, they're, they're just, like, right now, they're just shit, dude, like, they're. No, pues, toda su, su mentalidad, yo creo que está por el suelo, el problema también ahorita, o sea, 
es un equipo derrotado, un equipo que está dolido, un equipo que necesita un cambio. O sea, yeah, I agree with that, but when you're a player for America, like, it's your responsibility to do your best to come out of those situations. Because, okay, in Real Madrid, you can't be pulling that shit like they pull in Mexico. Like, in Barcelona, I mean, there was, after Messi left, like, they they went through a tough time right now. They're better, but it's because their players were trying to get better. I, I think, for me, it's, it's not about, like, it, and it can't just be like, no, they're broken. And, like, you can't treat players that play in America, like, like with a soft, you know, like, con pincitas, ay, vamos a que no, es que están dolidos. No, like, no, you're in America, dude. Like, you got to wake up. Like, you can't, because Tigres is, Tigres is awake. Um, Chivas is doing their thing. Cruz Azul is doing their thing. So, you can't, for me, it's, I don't, I don't take anything that anyone is just like, no, it's broken and it's hard. Like, no, well, fix it. You have the money, you have the players, you have the infrastructure to fix it. And I feel like they, they, they are going to fix it because the first step was to go, Take take out Solari, so he's out. Um, a new coach is gonna come in and it's gonna fix things. So it's it's gonna be a process, Richie. So you gotta like kind of work with it. No, I have to work with it. But why? Why? I mean, no, 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 no. This is this is me. Like like why try to work with it and, and say like no, it's gonna work with it. And you no, it's like it's the why do you want to make a coach leave on purpose for your for your ego? Like that's hurting your ego. Like you can't. It's it's not acceptable for the the team you're playing on. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's that's the one thing that bothers me the most is these players are not you know it's not like they have a lack of payment that they have to worry about every single week. They get paid well, they get treated well, they get treated like probably way better than MLS players. But but Club America is not gonna be the first one and the last one to. To go through that, Richie, you gotta understand. Yeah, that, dude. Like, but I mean, to happens, be it's, for me, it's like to be in the last place. It's not acceptable. No matter what, no matter who, no matter where. Like you cannot be, you cannot put yourself in this situation. Sometimes you gotta hit rock bottom, bro, to like go all the way up. So, right, you know? but I mean, now, like here's, and I don't like Real Madrid. I, I'm not, not a Real Madrid fan. Even Barcelona, and they're worst. Yes, the rock bottom for them was mid table. The rock bottom for them was not like the last place, you know, for only winning one game out of out of eight. Like that's just you not caring. That's not you being. Oh, you know, like they're going through some shit. Like no, dude, well, you're getting your job is to, you know, es ahí la presión tiene que, o sea, tienen que recibir la presión y, y hacer algo con la presión. Pero es que yo creo que va con toda la directiva en general, directiva en general, güey. El club en general está 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 no está pasando por un momento, o sea. Necesitan estructurarlo mucho mejor para poder hacer un equipo más competitivo. El problema es que ves los, los partidos del, del Club América, güey, y, y se miran como que están dormidos, cabrón. Y, ok, ¿y por qué no? ¿Por qué se habla de reestructuración y por qué no hacer la construcción en el momento? Porque siempre, siempre que hay un lapso malo es, es que tenemos que dinero, reestructurar. No, y, dinero, o sea, ¿por qué no haces tu trabajo en ese momento? No yeah, dude, like, you're in America, <laughs> like, uh, that's, uh, for me, it's like, no, dude, like, you're not, you know, with respects to Puebla, respects to Veracruz, respects to other teams, you're not in Puebla, you're not in Cholos, you're in America, you cannot, it is not acceptable to be, like, 
in that position. Like it's it's not right. It's you're making your fans that you know that you have your back no matter what. Maybe you make you make them look bad just because. You have like, oh, tiene que ser un proceso y una reestructuración. Pero, ¿Y por qué no haces el trabajo de una vez ahí? Acuérdate, ¿quién trajo, al, ¿quién trajo al técnico? ¿Quién trajo al jugador? ¿Quién compró a este otro jugador? O sea, es una estructura. O sea, alguien, alguien lo está haciendo. Entonces, en el momento que no funciona, tienen, tienen de la misma forma que empezaron el proceso, tienen que acabarlo rápido, ¿no? El problema es que como, como saben que hay mucho dinero eh, envuelto en eso... Uh -huh. Tienen que tomarse el tiempo. No es, no es tan fácil como decir, ¿sabes qué? No funciona. Ahí lo dejamos. Vete y agarramos otro. Pero, ¿por qué no tiene cada quien su responsabilidad de mejorar las cosas? Porque... Sí, el, el coach, para los jugadores, el, 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 el principal, la causa siempre va a ser el, el, el director técnico. Es el que siempre tiene la culpa. El jefe takes responsibility in the good times and the bad times. Yeah. Especially yeah. the bad times. So yeah. that, that's how it is. And with a club, club like America, the the biggest, if, if not the top two biggest in Mexico, you're going to have a fan club with very little patience and demand with very high demands. Right. So that pressure, that type of uh, the media scrutiny, how everyone's kind of jumping on them, probably right now is the time that America News most it's sells. The pressure, it's the pressure. It, it, it's probably the most getting clicked on yeah. and right. memed. And which is fine. On. Which is. Because the, the, what's the slogan? Odiame eh, más. Ah. Yeah. So it's just like it, it sucks that it's rock rock bottom. Uh -huh. You know, I, it, it, if it was like mid table, like you were saying, they could yeah. have a chance to get back. But I, man, I sense your frustration, dude. I, I and feel the that one shit. thing, like for I'm me, even, that, I'm a yeah. Chivas fan, and I'm like, oh shit, what? The no, fuck? and the one thing for me that that I see <laughs> that I that I see from from America is okay. You're still like slacking, counting that you know now the top eight, uh, the top twelve teams out of out of uh seventeen. Go to the next round. They're banking on that. It's like yeah. this is how mediocre Mexican soccer <laughs> well, is, me. and this is how mediocre those <laughs> players are. Like, no, it you can't. I'm not gonna take no. It's a process. No, dude, yeah, you're hey, in we're America. Gonna we're gonna because tag all those players. You bro. know what? Because here's here's the reason why. Because Real Madrid would not Florentino. No matter what, like, and no matter what, Florentino would not take that from anyone. Let me ask you. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta, you gotta do it, man. Well, let me ask you this yeah. real quick. Let me ask you guys. Um, you think that it's just a whole Liga problem? Ahora que nadie puede descender, ahora que nadie puede ascender a la Liga, ¿no crees que toma parte de todo esto que está sucediendo? Big time. Like, Big time. I mean, uh, the, the players are mediocre, dude. Like, <laughs> even... No, okay. One thing, back in, like, 2006, 2010, when you wanted to go to the World Cup... Uh -huh. The players will play their ass off because they wanted to be in that list. Yes. These players in this generation are not. And we're going to talk about that with Michelle when she comes. Yeah, but we're going to say that one. But it's one of those things that this is, for me, is if you're about to play, like you're in a World Cup year, you should be killing, like you should be doing everything you can. If you're losing, losing like. Make sure you got outscored, but you lost by like three to two, four to three. Que dejes tu pellejo en el campo. Say, I don't know, man. We've talked a lot about a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that we we didn't really go over, but we have to wrap right. up. I, th I, th I think we should wrap up this <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie was like really getting into. Nah, yeah. I think I think my frustration was from America, dude. Like seeing them in the last place, I'm like, no, dude, that's not. 
Like you can't. <laughs> and, and and who wants to see their their team right at the Nobody last place? Does. Nobody. But, Nobody. But, yeah, does. I, I get it. Uh, I know they're gonna recover for for from that. So I mean, it's it's just a matter of time, Richie. Um, oh, I, I know that, but it's just like, why not now, dude? Like, <laughs> you have the resources. Why not now? Speaking of now, shout out to Javi Pereira, Javichi, uh, Pasión Verde. Where, where can you watch Pasión Verde, Richie? Where, where Honestly, I don't know yet. Uh, it was at the pitch uh, last <laughs> the, last the uh, Wednesday. It was at the pitch last Wednesday. But uh, I'm pretty sure he's gonna release it on YouTube okay. through uh, maybe Motu Pictures uh, Motu YouTube Pictures. channel. So we'll once sure I find out about that, I'll I'll let you guys know. We'll share it on on our uh, social media. Right. Uh, but other than that, I mean, just. I would say thank you for listening to another episode of Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Um, I, I really know if you, if you check out this, you know, cover this episode like any others, give us a shout out. Let, let us know what you think. Um, let us know what do you want to hear or let us know if you ever want to be part of it and we can put you in. You know, we want to share your story. Yeah. Um, come through. We're always down to, you know, have people talk. So. Yeah, uh, without any further ado, uh, we see you guys at the game on Sunday with against Miami. And David Beckham in the house, Posh Spice. He'll be in the house along with Iguain. Iguain smoking a cigarito. So, yeah. And then <laughs> I might be doing, I'm going to be down there in the field level taking pictures. And, you know, have you seen me? Just chat and say hi. De uh, afuera. I think that's it, guys. That's it. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you everyone. Thanks for listening. And we have a lot of gratitude for for where we are and for, for you for listening. And we can we hope to continue to do this. And tune in next time. We're going to have Michelle on the mic hopping yes. in and talking about a lot of these hot issues and getting some of that insider perspective from Austin FC and uh, the world of football here in Austin. So have a great, great week. Uh, we love you guys. And cheers. Peace. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Esto es otra, por favor. This is.